pastor didn't miss a beat. He says, God, yeah, God speaks to you when you read his word. Amen. You know, you folk, God speaks to me. What is he saying? And then they come up with this junk and it goes totally contrary to what the word, word of God has to say. But I'm here to tell you, listen, we all, I'm, I am included. There are several things we need to understand about our mindset. You can have your mindset change for the better, or you can have it change for the worse. And if you look at our diagram, it, it makes sense to me. It may not make sense to you, but hopefully it'll make some sense to you. But you see that thing here. You see that's the carnal mind. And let's look at this in Scripture. Let's go to um, Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. Let's say a few things and then, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll quit for the evening. In Romans chapter number 8, let's start at verse 5. And if you are a carnal Christian, this is where your mind is most of the time. Most of the time, this is where your mind is. He says in verse 5, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, get this, the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, so then, that, they, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, notice, it talks about this, this, this uh, natural mind, this, this carnal mindset. It is totally at odds with God. It's an enmity. They're enemies. And listen to me this evening. When you come to church and you hear the preaching of the word of God, and you're beginning to be rubbed the wrong way. You know what's wrong with that picture? It's the wrong mindset up. You see, when God's word is preached to the spiritual man, whoo, son, as newborn babes desire to send sealed milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Newborn babes come into the world hungry. They don't have to have any lessons on how to be hungry. They come in here hungry. They come in here, where? I said, when? You're not moving with that milk? When? 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 Give me milk! Amen. Amen. You give him that milk. Burp. And man, they get filled with that milk and they're good to go. Until they get hungry again. And you know something about babies? They love milk. Amen. What do you want to eat? Milk. What do you want for lunch? More milk. What do you want for dinner? Milk, please. <laughs> they love milk. And it's okay for babies to have milk. Another passage of scripture, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. 
1 Corinthians chapter number 2. In verse 14, you see, when, when, when preaching is good and the spiritual man or the spiritual woman is in charge, they are eating it up. They love it. Amen. But boy, if they're in that carnal mindset, they can't wait for the preaching to stop. They can't wait to get out of church. They can't wait to get back fishing. They can't wait to get back doing this other stuff, being lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They can't wait to do that. But the natural man, look at verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You know, there are times when I'm preaching. I thank God, not here. Y'all have been, y'all have been attentive. Even the young people, y'all looking up here like, I'm interested in what you got to say. I love it. But boy, it bothers me. Pastor McGovern, I don't know if it bothers you. But boy, when somebody's counting the ceiling tiles while I'm preaching, that gets loose, huh? I'm like, why in the world did you come? Go home. Get on your video games, whatever. I don't care, man. But don't come to the house of the Lord pretending that you want to hear the truth. And you're up there going. Nowadays, it's like. Amen. Thank God for this church. Pastor, you got a lot of things going right here. Amen. But boy, in some churches, they're addicted to the cell phones. They're addicted to these tablets and stuff like that. I said, you ought to be addicted to the ministry if you're going to be addicted to anything. That's a good addiction. Amen. When you're addicted to the ministry. So, when the preaching of God's word does not feed your soul, the wrong person is in charge. And can I say this about the carnal Christian, the carnal person? You know what that carnal Christian does? He watches the spiritual person. And you know what his goal is? To imitate it. So that when you're walking in the flesh... He's imitating the spiritual man. Well, I go to church. I'm at every service. Amen. But you see, it's not going to the gym that gets you fit. It's what you do in the gym that gets you fit. <laughs> you can go to the gym all you want to. I'm going to the gym. And you go to the gym and you just stroll through there. You bypass. The, I call it the dreadmill. I don't call it the treadmill. I call it the dreadmill. Because I'm on that thing I'm dreading. Hurry up. Come on. Get through. 800 calories. Thank you. Oh, I don't know if I can make another step. I'm dreading. That's why I call it the dread meal. But see, you can go to the gym and bypass the dread meal and go by there and, and the stair steppers and all that sort of stuff there. And you can spend an hour and a half in the gym, come out, and be just as unhealthy as you were before you went in. <laughs> come on. People come to church and do that all the time. It's what you do. It's when you come and you're hungry for the word of God. 
and you allow God's words to come in and you begin to exercise your faith. You begin to put into practice those things that you're hearing, even when it seems like it's impossible for you to do at that particular time. You come before the throne of grace and get the help you need. Say, Father in heaven, you've been speaking to me today. Lord, I don't see how in the world I can do it in my own strength. I'm looking for you. I'm looking to you, Lord God. Please help me and my Father in heaven. He doesn't play games with you. He will give you the help that you need if you really want it. So, you see, look, look what follows right after this passage of Scripture. You're there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Look, look, at, look at chapter 3. Verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither uh, yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal. You are yet carnal. You should be spiritual, but you're yet carnal. One of the saddest commentaries you'll see in a man's life is to see a grown man. How old are you? I'm 30 years old. What you got on? I got on a diaper. And he's not even embarrassed to walk down the street in a diaper, carrying this five-gallon bottle. I'm just a baby. I'm a baby Christian. Pastor, you shouldn't be no baby Christian. Enough time has taken place. Enough food has been dispensed. You're supposed to be a whole lot farther on than what you are. God wants us to grow up. Ephesians chapter 4, I give you pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the uh, edifying of the body of Christ. You know, a lot of persons, a lot of people come to church, instead of trying to edify people, they sit back there and go, move me, preacher. My needs are not being met. Feed me. Man, it should come to a point where we work together. I love seeing the young people up here with those bells, man, working together. Man, make it a beautiful sound as they work together, each individually. That's how the church is supposed to be operating. It's supposed to be making a beautiful melody. And to all the people here in Anchorage, they hear the sound that's coming from Independent Baptist Church of Anchorage. Let's look at this here. And this is what we're going to finish with tonight. You're going to have to put on your spiritual ears for this meeting to be a success. If you don't do that, you're not going to like me. And I want you to like me. I do. I do. I do. I do. I'm not a gluttony for punishment. <laughs> I might look like it, but uh, not me, man. I want everybody to love me. It's going to have to be the spiritual person in you saying, I want this. I want this. I want this. Pastor has scheduled it. God has ordained it. He's allowed this pastor to come. So let me minister to you. Now, let me show you something. Here... You look at your mindset, and Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 talks about renewing your mind. And I want you to understand this chart. You see here, you have an input source. You guys see that? You have an input source. These are the control valves. All right, you cannot control what's outside of going on in the world. You can't control that. What you can control is how much of that gets into you. Did you get that? You see, what we're trying to do is get the world to stop being, <laughs> being the world. That's not going to happen. We're trying to get lost people to 
stop behaving like they're lost people. We're supposed to expect the lost people behave like lost people. Amen. We're just supposed to be insulated. Amen. Not isolated, but insulated so we can go out into the world and bring them to Christ. Amen. So what happens is this. Your mindset, what you put in your mind, is what you put in your mind and what you keep in your mind. Jot down in your notes what I put in my mind and what I keep in my mind. And so what happens is you got two inputs. Oh, sorry. Um, you, got, you got this control valve for the mind of Christ. What happens as you get what? The word of God, the Holy Spirit, and godly counsel. What happens? You crank that valve open, wide open. And you try to get as much of the word of God in you and as much of godly counsel in you. You just crank it wide open. Don't crack it. Wide open. And what happens? The word of God begins to flood into your, in, into your mind. And you're pushing this line, see here? That line there? What you want to do is push that line way over there. You understanding that? Pushing, pushing the word out of your mind. I mean, the more you have Christ's word coming in you, the Holy Spirit of God controlling you, you have a purge port that's right here. And over here, what happens is this, this mind begins to fill up. This line begins to move over here. And all of this carnal mind begins to per- be purged out. But if you close off that valve and don't have the word of God coming in, and you open up this valve like TV, like computer games that's inappropriate, and you begin to open up that valve, music, music is probably one of the most influential things on your mind. I mean, it was music that, that God used to uh, give peace of mind to Saul. He would have David come in and play. Not, no, it wasn't none of that. It was some soothing stuff. Man, David, a, a skilled musician, he said, listen, this song is to be played upon this type of instrument. Because this instrument produces the right effect that God wants. Man, you would have that heart. Something soothing about a harp. When was the last time you saw a harp in a rock band? Huh? Man, you had that, you know, it makes that beautiful sound. And then that psalmist was coming there. Oh, Saul was going halfway crazy. And then uh, David would come in and play them, play them psalms. And it would give him a peace of mind. Sometimes when you're going through it, and your mind is being plagued, it'd be good to get some good sound music conveying the message and melody of the Word of God. It's amazing what that could do to your mind. Amen. So we have these different things on here in the world, and sad to say, men of God's people had that crate wide open. And they're just flooding their minds. With the world, the flesh, and the devil. And what happens is that line begins to move over here to the point that you can't even tell if that person is a Christian. Now, what controls this here? I didn't put it up here, but what controls this? And this is what we're going to end with. And this will be a good illustration with you. I want everybody to do an arm wrestle with your right hand and left hand. So, let's grab them right now. All right, you there? All right. 
I used to say a long time ago, which one is going to have the victory between the, uh, the, the flesh and the spirit? And I used to say, I used to say the one you said the most. But God said, no, really, what it is is what you yield yourself to. It's what your will is. Now, I am right-handed, and I've convinced myself that my right hand is stronger than my left hand. All right? Which, you, you have in your own mind, which one is the strongest? All right, so which one, have a contest right now with yourself and see which hand wins. So I'm going to try mine right now. I'm going to try to let my left hand win. I'm going to try to let my right hand win. So I want you to do the same thing. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Get there. Win left hand. Win right hand. Win left hand. Win right hand. Come on. Come on. I'm tired. You know which one wins? The one you let win. It's the one you say, okay, right hand, you're going to win today. It's a matter of will. What you will. In any given time, any given time, I know, it's all a matter of will. So, Christian, cut down. Choke that off. As much as you can, choke it off. You won't be able to choke all of it off. Because there's a world that we live in. The moment you come out of your home and go into the public, there are things you wish you hadn't seen. There are things you're not looking to see, but they are out there. So you have to turn your eyes away. <laughs> My wife in Charlotte, man, Charlotte's messed up. Man, you go to Walmart, and I have to, I have to literally do like this. I mean, people showing skin. I didn't go there. I didn't go there to see skin. I, I, I went there to get get some groceries. But boy, the way people are dressed and stuff like that, I can't say. I can't say. Uh, Y'all don't do that. I have to tell myself, really? You're going to have the will to look the other way. Amen? I mean, this is the world. How are you going to win the world if you're not out there? So, it's a matter of will. And we must learn the things we do have control over, we can, we can control it. Um, <laughs> That flesh is sneaky. Be careful when you're surfing channels. When you're browsing. Unless you're looking for something specific, don't browse. Because what your flesh is saying, just kind of scroll through stuff. And then what happened is this. You see something. And your flesh is like, stop right there. And then it tries to imitate the spiritual man. Look at that. Just look at it. And you're going, okay. <laughs> and it's inappropriate. You know, I told you that, that carnal man watches the spiritual man and tries to imitate him. 
And you'll be walking in the flesh thinking that you're spiritual when you're not. So now, cut off all of the other stuff. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Be careful. The internet has any and every piece of dark garbage that's on there. And we're not going to try to tell Microsoft and all these other people to shut down. What we have to do is control ourselves. Amen? Let that will control it. And then we come to this place where we, we change our mindset with the word of God. We uh, uh, cut off that old, old stuff input. And what will happen is we'll, become, we'll begin to become spiritual people. Now, I want to say this there. When you become a spiritual person, it's not that you don't have fun. Man, you have fun. I crack up with your pastor, man. He said something. He said something today. I, I, he, I, it was so funny. I was laughing so hard, my head started spinning. I, I, I said, brother, you're making my head spin. I mean, I just cut up. And I do that. He knows me, too. He knows I, I, don't, I don't laugh dignified. Like, you're a pastor. You're supposed to be dignified when you laugh. Man, I just crack up. And this unbecoming of a pastor in some folks' mind. I'm like, whatever. That was funny. <laughs> Man, we have a good time. We just don't have to feel guilty after the good time we have. Amen. I don't have to go and get high off of some drugs to have a good time. I don't have to drink a whole bunch of alcohol and then afterwards sober up and feel sorry. I can have a great time with God's people, still have a sense of humor and stuff like that. <laughs> Man, just, just bust out laughing and just have a, a great time. My wife, when she does it, people look at her like, I didn't know. You're really that way. My wife is one of the kookiest ladies you'll ever meet. <laughs> Man, you hear her across the room when she when when, that, when you hit that funny bone, boy, she lets it rip. And that's the pastor's wife. I go, yeah, man, is she crazy? <laughs> I love her. No, you can have a good time. It's just that it's, it's spiritual, and you don't have to have any remorse afterwards. So let us, as we move on, I want to I help the church because I know the devil wants to attack this church. And we want to talk about families. You know something? There needs to be healing in our families. Amen. We need to have wholesome homes. Amen. It's going to take wholesome homes to affect the rest of the community. I've got to quit here, but I've got to share this with you. I had a man come up to me after the services today. He said, I've got a couple of questions. He said, you don't have to answer them if you don't want to. And they're kind of personal. And then he asked me, he says, why do you think your dad left you that way? I said, man, he was hurting. So my dad was hurting. And I told him, hurt people hurt people. And I said, you know something, I don't want to be hurt. If the Lord let me, I may preach a message of weaponizing your hurt. Don't weaponize your hurt. It's a dangerous and deadly weapon. And I had to come to a point where I wouldn't let the hurt that my dad inflicted upon me cause me to hurt other people. I went to the Lord and said, Lord, I need to be healed. And God healed me and God making me whole so that I can help other people. It's whole people that help hurting people. We'll talk a little bit later on about that. But let's change our mindset. Amen? Get away from some of those computer games. Amen. They may be challenging, man. They got a whole bunch of graphic things going on with some of these computer games. Uh, computer games, they're almost real. And it's making people 
uh, stripping them of their humanity and their, their ability to feel. If someone gets blown up, that's real. You talk to those people over in Ukraine. It's real. No station breaks or commercials there. Man, wars are, it's just bad. But anyway, another subject. But let's this evening say, okay, Lord God, I want to change my mindset. I want, I want to go on and crank up this valve and get more of the word of God through. And, and I want to close off this valve and, and cause less of the world to come into my mind. And you do that. As a Christian, you'll change your mindset. And then you'll be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. May God help us. Pastor McGovern, you come. And God's people, you come for the help. You come. Come to the throne of grace. Don't let pride rob you of getting help from God. You don't know what you're going to face the rest of this week. You don't know what you're going to face in the next couple of years or the next two weeks. We just don't know what we're going to face. But one thing we can determine, whatever we face, we're going to face it with God. Amen. We're going to face it with God's help. So won't you come, pray, pray for the meeting, pray that God will direct me, pray that uh, others might come and get the word of God. We schedule the revival meeting, but revival only takes place by what you do in, the, in God's gym, which is the church. May God help us to yield ourselves unto him and renew our minds for the glory of God. Pastor. When I was in the Air Force, I was a fuels guy. And the uh, bulk of that actually has been office the office the last seven years. First couple of years, though, I did work in the storage facility. We'd have great big valves like what he was talking about there. And uh, depending on, on different lines, whether it was a big 12-inch, 8-inch, 4-inch line and valves controlling uh, flow of fuel and whatnot. <clears throat> and some of them would be incredibly difficult to close or open. Some of them you'd get on there and it would just be it was just stuck or whatever. When it comes to that side of the world, flesh and the devil, there's going to be times you're going to feel like you just can't close it. That's where God comes in. Uh, that's, that's where it's yielding to him. He which began the perfect work and you were performing to the day of Jesus Christ. That ties into who you're going to let do the controlling. And if you'll turn to him and he knows this is what you want, he'll help you shut that valve right up. Then you know what kicks in next? It's a little word, discipline. To keep it closed. To let it stay closed. So who's in control of your life? If the Apostle Paul, through God's Holy Spirit, was writing you a letter. If he was writing you a letter. This is the letter to Rob Wright. This is a letter to Steve Brunk. This is a letter to whoever. And he is getting to chapter 3, like in Corinth. How would that start out? I could not write unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. What would it say? Who's in control? Where's that line at right now in your life? Where's that line at? If you have something you need to come and pray about, we certainly want you to have this time to, to come and pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I pray that you'd work in this invitation, Lord. I pray that you speak to hearts and lives. And Lord, meet the needs that are here. Lord, I pray and ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet.
We'll turn to page 457. Page 457. If you need to come and pray here this evening, you come and pray.